Hello, you amazing people out there, and welcome to the Amazing Action Comics Podcast, where we are all about independent comics. I'm your host, Angel, with Phil Pepe. How's it going? What's going on, Phil? Oh, not much, man. Not much. A little late summer uh, comic action this week. It was a, definitely a good week for uh, for the indies. A, a lot to pick from. So Yeah, it's, uh, it's Friday again, and... Uh, we're like at the end of summer, aren't yes, we? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Oh, God, September. Well, you know what? I guess as an adult, it doesn't matter because we're working year-round. But right. for all the kiddies yeah. out there, they're getting ready to go back to school. Well, hopefully, right? Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Well, just... uh, go back to education. Yeah. <laughs> or education. <laughs> education, as it were. Yes. <laughs> all right, uh, everyone. Welcome to another episode of uh, the Indie Comics Spotlight. Uh, I believe this is for the week of August 18th. And we have three books for you this week, um, which are all quite different um, and exciting. So, I, you know what? I think I'll start with the, the one shot that we had okay. um, called The God of Tremors. No, I'm glad you chose this. Uh, dude, it's oversized. So that's the one thing that bothered me first off the bat. So <laughs> I just got to find storage for it, which is crazy because we're in the process of doing a Kickstarter for an oversized book. Um, nice. and, and that's my pet peeve of, of you know, comics when you do them <laughs> oversized, you have to find storage for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a one shot, so it you know, it's just a one quick read, um, from Aftershock Comics. All right, so this one is written by Peter Milligan, uh, with the artist Pietro, I believe that's uh, either <laughs> Russian or well, Kowalski, that would make them like Polish or something, right? Some, yeah, some Eastern Block, area. yeah, some Eastern yeah. Block area. Sorry about that, Piotr. <laughs> Uh, then uh, the colorist is Brad Simpson and letters by Simon Boland. All right, so really quickly, I mean, the solicitation on the back just explains the whole book on it. And for me, you know, my pet peeve other than oversized books is period pieces. Mm -hmm. I just can't get into them at all. So this one takes place in the 19th century. But what really hooked me into this book was everything that kind of like we're going through now. Or I would just say, you know what, history itself when you're sitting in history itself, you cannot see the changes that are being made. Mm. Mm. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Absolutely. So only reflection from years past, can you look back and say, oh, this is what was going on in that time period. Yep. So this is what this book reminded me of. So basically, you have this kid who has epilepsy in the 19th century. His father is an English priest and... There's this back and forth with tug of war between, you know, uh, religion and science. And he's caught in the middle of this um, mm -hmm. through, you know, getting these epileptic seizures with his fire, with his father trying to, you know, drive the demon or the devils out of him because that's what he believes that it is. And science telling him that there's no cure, but there are treatments. And the only person or ally that he has is his mother on his side. But it's the 19th century, so women have zero power. Mm. Uh, and so this whole tale ensues. And because it's a one-shot, it needs to have a beginning, an end, and a closing. Mm -hmm. Or a beginning, middle, and an end. And, uh, you know, Peter did a really great job of just giving all this information. It is a little oversized, so you're probably getting about 40 or so pages. And it's yep. a complete story. The, the art is beautiful. The storytelling mm -hmm. is beautiful. And as soon as it triggered that that reaction in me and that, you know, right now we're sitting in history and we're going through, through something similar mm. where you have people who believe in the science of what needs to happen in this day and age and the people that believe that their constitutional rights are being infringed upon and they don't have to. Mm. And it's back and forth of what's going on, but not 
you know, no one heeding the repercussions of of all this time that's been wasted um, of this arguing back and forth. And only with time passing yeah. are we going to be able to look back and say, holy crap, this is what should have happened or this is what did happen. Um, and then hopefully not make that mistake. Well, you know what? We've, we've had the plague. We've had smallpox. We've had uh, measles, mumps, rubella, all that stuff. Those vaccinations have kicked in. Yeah. Uh, and we still haven't learned a lesson <laughs> yet. Right. So I'm not sure what's going to happen there. But this was just a really good, you know, from the point of the kid who's going through all of this, yet, you know, fearful of his father, respectful of his father, and then finds this sort of like stone statue in the woods that talks to him being called the God of Tremors, which mm. I'm assuming is the God of the, the epilepsy that he's getting. Right. So, so it's never really clear if that's all in his head and he's imagining it, or there's this outside force that's willing him to certain things. Um, I won't ruin the end of it because it has actually a really good twist, um, but a really, really, really enjoyable read. Um, and I would recommend this to anybody who you know just likes... Uh, just to read off one shots um, and anybody who's interested in, in sort of like this religion versus science, um, there's a little horror aspect to it, but just really, really good stuff. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I actually picked this up uh, like right on a whim on the last minute. I didn't read this yet. Um, oh, you're going to love this, it. I picked it up in a whim. I'm glad you liked it. I'm, I'm a big fan of Peter Milligan's from way back. Uh, great, you know, Vertigo writer. Yep. Um, Shade Changing a, Man. Shade Changing Man wrote some of the weirdest Batman stories uh, in the '90s. Um, you know, uh, illustrated with Jim by Jim Aparo, uh, which I always found a very incongruous team up, but those stories work somehow. And I went back and reread them recently. Um, but I was really looking forward to to, to checking this out. And I I kind of like this tabloid size or prestige plus size as they call it uh, I, I, I like the um the the big widescreen experience i kind of just like the bigger art on the page i'm kind of you know, like uh, those absolute nerd you know like yeah yeah, like, yeah. i love the big book right i uh, agree but, with you there 100 because it I is agree, i agree with you 100 storing storage these things is a pain because there's no comic there's no long box or short box no. that will comfortably fit these you have to find a spot on your uh trade on wall your bookshelf yeah yep. your trade wall uh and usually the only thing that's compatible if you're a collector of vinyl records, that's like the only thing that's like the same size. So you got to use that shelf. <laughs> Keep showing your age, bro. All right, cool. All right, so yeah, so God of Tremors from Aftershock Comics. It is a one shot. Definitely check them out. All right, you have our second book for the week, yeah? Yes, uh, oddly enough, called Second Chances. Aha, <laughs> uh -huh, well done. Uh, this is. Um, a very, very, so this is cool. This is an image book. And it's funny because I first, I didn't even realize it was an image book until I got to the end of it. And I looked at it again. Um, it's written by Ricky Mamone. Uh, the artist is Max Bertolini. Uh, letters by DC Hopkins. No one colored this book. So there's no colorist credit. And that's really what threw me at first by seeing this. I don't think I've seen a black and white image book in about 20 years uh, mm. on my radar and the the, the, the uh, paradigm was the one that i'm thinking of uh so this was kind of um this is kind of a treat i didn't know what to expect 
Um, the the fact that it's black and white, I think, does does this book more favors. Um, and I, I I do mean that in a good way uh, because there this. There's this whole sort of like 80s uh, indie comic or action movie vibe to this right right at the beginning on the cover where you have the guy with like almost that mullet, right? The long hair, but there's like a little bit of a bang action going uh, and he's smoking a cigarette on the cover, which you just also don't see these days as hmm. a character smoking cigarettes regularly but on the cover, no less, too. And it opens up, you, you know, with a little bit of a, you know, a, an aftermath of a violent event and these two uh, female ninja, Oni, devil samurai masked women going after this guy. And, um, and, 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 and you kind of get the sense, you know, because the, 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 your, your lead character gets a phone call from this guy who's in the situation um, where it looks like he just basically wasted everybody in his own office so this mm -hmm. guy's in trouble right he calls our, our our antagonist or our protagonist here the cigarette smoking mullet guy who has a penchant for hawaiian shirts it looks like um <laughs> and you're like oh this guy's a private investigator this is like a private investigator thing and then the really neat twist that i that i liked and it were you know again where the title plays in mm -hmm. um the man runs this operation called second chances and what he does is Highly illegal, and I do not recommend anybody going into this. He helps people fake their own deaths and start new lives. So he's sort of like a one-man witness protection program, but it's it's all very illegal what this man is doing. And I think it's a really cool concept. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's maybe a few celebrities down the road that he's probably helped accomplish this feat. Um, and it turns out that he kind of is, yeah, so, so he's, this guy is a client of his. We don't know exactly where in the process, whether it's pre or post de fake death and relocation. Uh, but I, I'm thinking it's pre that, the, that he, he's, he's, he was anticipating doing this for this guy uh, because this guy has a daughter who is working for the guy who's in trouble's lawyer. They're into some shady stuff. She, inter she finds this email that was left for her from a Miss Nobody. And then great name. That's a great, great name. Great name. Really good look on the character, too. Very mm -hmm. much uh, like a, a modern version of the death character, I think, from the mm -hmm. Sandman mm -hmm. series. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so she kind of, you know, so she kind of shows up to talk to this girl. Says, look like I, 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 I have this information about your parents. She drugs this girl. Our, our, our protagonist shows up back at the first scene in that office building. He faces off against these devil samurai women, you know, as the, uh, the, the guy, he, you know, he's trying to get gets wasted by them. Uh, he does a really nice thing for a complete stranger while also illegally hiding evidence. Um, so the guy just does a lot of a lot of shady stuff. All it seems for the greater good. He gets, you know, to, to, the, to the house of his friend and he notices his daughter who had been um, uh, attacked and, and injected with something by this Miss Nobody. Uh, this daughter has these bodies in body bags that she's just killed all these people in this house and she opens fire on him um, and some kind of drug crazed thing from whatever this Miss Nobody did to her. She sees the, the, the protagonist as sort of another devil samurai type guy. And then you find out, um, you know, a little twist at the end, this Miss Nobody and our 
as far as I can tell, nameless hero. That's yep. why I keep calling the protagonist. Um, uh, have a connection, and now she is back in his orbit, and it looks like it's going to cause some troubles for him going forward with again his highly illegal uh, business operation of second chances. I I thought this was really cool, um, really you know, good adventure opening. Like I said, it just it just really feels very eighties with these modern flourishes. So um, I I'm very intrigued. You know, again, he says he does this to write some. He does this thing to help people to right some wrong in his past like they all do uh you know in, in these kind of situations where you have the, the mysterious hero um you know he's there's always some dark past uh, yeah. in these characters and you know what i think that's what it is i think he's atoning for something that he's done mm-hmm. in the past and yep. like and he's he's picky with the clients that he takes because he's not going to take I mean, he even states that he's not going to take serial killers or anybody right. and give them a fresh start. These are people that are actually really in trouble. Yeah. Um, and so even, even though he does, like, this very illegal thing, he is doing it to help people. Correct. And, and again, it's all, you know, he's he's very much in the vein of, like, a, of a Keanu Reeves, you know, with the shaggy hair and mm-hmm. the cooler-than-cool attitude. And there's even elements of this that reminded me um, from the beginning a little bit of the uh, uh, the, the, the John Constantine movie that Keanu Reeves was in. Yeah. Um, that, that sort of supernatural detective vibe that I was getting before I realized he wasn't a detective. But, right. Uh, but what yeah, you, I, what I you think of the art? I, I thought the art was really good. Um Again, reminds me of a lot of these, um, you know, the, 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 the early indie books from the 80s, uh, you know, the Comico first comic stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's partly the black and white. Um, I think the action scenes are handled well. It's very kinetic. Uh, it's very detailed where it needs to be for the buildings and the mansions. You know, the, the doors in this mansion are very ornate. The light and shadow works really well. Um, less details when he wants to keep it moving. And then on like that last that last page you know that's mostly a splash page a lot of great details of like what's on her table like you can read the bottle of champagne and the pack of cigarettes and you can see the details on the on the gun that she has on this table and you know so i really thought this art really popped for me i thought that uh this guy's got a lot of really good things going yeah i have to agree there's like the wrong way to do black and white and the right way to do black and white and this is definitely in that house of you know doing it really well yeah and it's funny because the only thing that was missing for me was maybe just a little bit more like playing with the negative space so mm-hmm. if we look at frank miller sin city mm-hmm. there's this really great play with the negative space i mean it's a lot more simple because a lot of this art is detailed and yeah. sometimes when you do detailed black and white you can actually lose um a lot on the page yeah. but this works the opposite i mean this this book is so beautifully detailed and you don't lose anything like i found myself staring at some pages for a couple minutes yeah. just because they were just drawn really, really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I was like, I was like, damn it. Why? There's so much fucking detail on this page, <laughs> but I can see everything. It, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't cluttered. It wasn't convoluted. Um, just really clear. And then when the panels were actually separated, it was even more vibrant for myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Just really good job. I mean, and you hardly ever see like background backgrounds and there were so many backgrounds in this freaking book. I'm like looking at this one where they're in the cabin and there's snow uh, and there's tr- snow on the treetops in the background. Like, like mm. one thing is like a lot of black and white comics. It's just it, it is the very stark black ink with the white. You know, the like you said that u- real use of negative space. Uh, one thing that really grabbed me about this guy is his shading. 
he, yeah. he has all these varying grays, yeah. shades of gray that, that he uses. So it's not just one type of gray, you mm-hmm. know, his, the way he's separating this stuff. It, yeah. It's just really good. He does a really, really good job. Um, we were talking about Mike Diodato recently. And yes. This has a lot of the, 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 the finer points of Mike Diodato's work in my, in my opinion. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, the stuff for, for Mike Diodato that really works. Yeah. Uh, and some of that is that gray scale too, but yeah, a gray, Great job on this book and I, I am looking forward to see where this goes um, you know it was just vague enough to, to hold the interest but it gave mm-hmm. you enough to, to kind of want to go for the ride so yeah so, All right. good job Image yeah cool second <laughs> chances by Image yeah check them out uh, definitely worth a good read alright cool on to the last one so Eat the Rich mm. from Boom Studios and I had to get the Jenny Frizz on cover because she's just so freaking good man alright so uh, written by Sarah Gailey, uh, illustrated by Pius Back, um, colored by Roman Titov, and lettered by Carl Nuray. All right, so if I had to sum it up in one word, cannibalism. <laughs> uh, so you it, determined it's not vampires, it's cannibals. It's, yeah, it's cannibals. And you get people eating people, you, you already got me. Um, <laughs> so first issue, pretty good. So I, we'll just go with the, I'll go backwards. So the art, uh, the art really worked for me here. It's simple line artwork. Um, it's also flat colors, which for some reason I really, 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 really like, uh, rather than more of like, a uh, more, I guess, rendered look, mm-hmm. um, which works good for some books, but for this book, the flat colors really worked, uh, for me. It almost reminded me of, uh, Wes Craig's art in, uh, Delhi class. Huh. Um, it's, it's a little bit more cleaner than, um, West Craig's, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it works. The coloring is, is just really good on this. The art, um, even the facial expressions, the mood of the book, um, just hits right. For me, the whole book was just ominous. Like there's so many red flags along the road and usually the, the protagonist is usually sort of like ignorant or naive to those red flags. Mm-hmm. But in this instance, her name is Joey. She sees every single red flag and is like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? Yet proceeds to move forward. Uh, but, <laughs> I, but you know what? Not to her fault because she has a security. So basically what we have is uh, a, a, a rich boyfriend who has yep. a super rich family, affluent family. She's going to meet them for the first time. She's freaking out. Um, and then for some reason he starts to freak out as they get closer because he's realizing that this is going to be the first time that he's going to a family function where he's sober. Mm. And, and that's a really key thing. It didn't mean anything in the very beginning to me, but as, as we got closer to the, the story, it made sense why mm-hmm. he was fearful to be sober in his family's events. Hmm. So basically they go to, they're going to their beach house, which is a mansion upon mansion upon mansions. So if that's their beach house, I would love to see what their regular house looks like because <laughs> it was just humongous. But it almost reminded me of the movie Get Out. Remember that okay. movie? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so basically you have uh, people that help um, and then some either friends of the family. I think they were friends of the family. They were whispering in her ear, get out while you can. Hmm. more red flags <laughs> yet she persists to move forward so she never really had an opportunity to digest what was going on because everything moves so fast mm-hmm. but ultimately what we find out is that um, these retirement parties that the rich people are having for their staff 
are actually parties where they roast the person that's being retired. <laughs> so in this instance, it's uh, the, the the groundskeeper uh, okay. who's being, and and it's it's not just um, her boyfriend's family. It's all the rich, affluent families and friends. Right. So it's multiple multiple families, and so what they do is when they're retiring, they give them a roast and a party. And then they freaking eat them, <laughs> which is freaking insane. And she just kind of stumbles upon that. So she's basically, you know, she doesn't quite fit in because of the language. There's a language barrier. Not, not talking about English and Spanish, but sort of like this rich language or rich yeah. attitude. And yep. kind of like where she's at. Um, and then her boyfriend is trying to just, you know, navigate to the seas. And he's seeing things for the first time as well. Um, mm -hmm. Because I believe... Growing up, him and his best friend, who I think is called Bumper, um, were always drunk in these occasions. So when you're almost blackout drunk, whatever happens around you doesn't happen. Yeah. So, yeah, he doesn't see what she sees, which is basically they're eating the groundskeeper at the very end, which was freaking <laughs> gross and exciting at the same time. <laughs> so and, and that's how it ends. So th there's no uh, she got caught, but kind of like. Um, they're just ripping this guy apart. They chop off his hand and then throw it onto the flame and kind of make a joke of it and stuff like that. And then it says to be continued. Huh. So it's going to be interesting to see how she gets out of this mess or if she gets caught, um, what's going to happen, how much her boyfriend actually knows how much is going on. So there's a lot of questions that it kind of left you with, um, which I, I liked. I mean, sometimes I get frustrated because there's not enough information. Mm -hmm. This was just enough information to say, okay, you know what? She's in a fucked up place. She knows it's a weird place. But you know what? Sometimes you can have weird things happen to you and you don't register them until something really messed up happens. <laughs> and, and I think that's what this, this book was climaxing to, was all these little weird events where in my rational head, I would say, oh, you know what? I'm going to turn the car around and I'm out of here. But there's, there's a lot of things that are involved in that, right? There's, a, yeah. there's an argument with your boyfriend. There's a, why are you acting so bitchy? And all this stuff that can kind of happen. And she's already doubting herself yeah. as to whether or not she can fit in to affluent people's, I guess, culture. And I guess all that weirdness could be passed off as, holy shit, rich people are weird. Right. Until she finally sees what she sees at the end, which is motherfuckers eating motherfuckers, <laughs> which is great. So, you know what? Eat the Rich by Boom Studios. I, I, I'd, I'd give it a go. I'm definitely going to give it another issue um, to kind of see where it goes. If it keeps moving the story forward um, yep. like it did this way, it's definitely worth, you know, a month to month. Very it. cool. Very cool. Yeah, I, I, um, I like that uh, that play on words there that the of roast, you know, uh, that roast is one thing and then it's yeah. literally <laughs> it's something else. And I think a lot of Comedy Central roasts would have been so much better if they ended the way that, that this roast ends in this comedy. Eating them? Yeah, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That was great. Yeah, um, that's, that's really cool. The only thing that's for me and the irony is that the title is backwards. If you think about it, or it's it's misconstruing because it says "eat the rich," right? But it's the so, rich but it's who are not feeding on the, the the lower level, the groundskeeper. But it all the, depends on what the word "rich" means, right? So it doesn't have to be rich affluent; it could just be rich, whatever. Right, rich uh -huh. and, and meaty and ready yes. to be devoured. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so that's fantastic. So yeah, guys, check that out. Um, "Eat the rich" from Boom Studios. You have second chances from Image. And then you've got God of Tremors from Aftershock. So we have three books for you this week. And we love to get books every single week. Where do you get your books, Phil? I get my books at the Joker's Child comic book shop in Fairlawn, New Jersey, man. 
Uh, you know, it's uh, been there 33, 34 years. Len and Karen, they, they really know what they're doing. Uh, it's always a great environment and, you know, a great spot in, in, in this area to, to grab indie books because they do a really good job. They don't just cater to the big two. They make a good, uh, good concerted effort to get a nice range of, uh, of independent and comics, comics as out well. there as well. Yep, yeah. absolutely. So if you're ever in the area, uh, definitely check them out, the Joker Child in Fairlawn, New Jersey. Uh, if you're not in the area, please seek out your local comic book shop and support them. Especially in this day and age, small businesses are really key and important. Um, and supporting them is the only way that they can actually survive. And we can keep getting independent comics that we can keep getting these reviews to you and giving you our two cents. <laughs> um, and on another note, so uh, remember to visit our site, AmazingActionComics.com. Um, you can go to AmazingActionComics.com slash podcast if you'd like to be a guest on our show. Um, if you're a creator who has a project coming up or just want to shoot the breeze, uh, just fill out the form there. We'll get back to you. We do have a Kickstarter going on, which ends at the end of this month on August 31st. We're so close. We're about 70% funded. Nice. Is, uh, yeah. Jeffrey Scott's Drunk It Out of Space. Really great book. If you're into EC archives or Lovecraft, you know, like that sci-fi horror genre, nice. it's definitely worth checking out. So visit AmazingActionComics.com for details on there and support some more uh, indie comics. Um, yeah, that's all we have for you this week. So until next time and next week, be amazing, stay amazing, and read something amazing. 